I must have been seven or eight years old at this point. And we were living as a family in small town Montana, which is where I grew up. And this particular summer was different in every way. It was especially hot, extra dry, and it's the summer I like to call the summer that the locusts came. It was as if a plague of locusts had been released over our town. They would cover the ground. You couldn't even open your front door to go outside without them jumping on you or getting in your house. It was awful. And I had never experienced anything like this up until that point, nor have I experienced anything like that since, at least not in the natural. I remember even the respite of the swimming pool in the summer was not safe because as soon as a gust of wind would come up, it would bring with it a wall of these locusts and grasshoppers. And I'm talking big locusts with wings and grasshoppers of every shape and size, and they would stick to you. It was really terrifying, honestly, for a seven or eight-year-old. And I have never forgotten this summer. It's still vivid in my memory. And even as I'm talking to you about it, I can feel the effect that it had on my soul. This deep thought is brought to you by Margot. There are a couple reasons I felt to bring this today in this deep thought. And one of those is because I have seen this pattern coming up with coaching clients in my conversations with friends and first and foremost in my own emotional life. And two is because I really believe this is a word for some of you. Now, in these past months, I have been experiencing waves of deep grief. And this is not new grief. This is old grief over things that have happened in the past or things that haven't happened in the past. Some of it in the nearer past, some of it from the older past. But it felt like old, it feels like old grief nonetheless. Like, why am I still feeling this? How is this still here? Now, the effects of those devastations are still before me, kind of like a couple episodes ago when we talked about the dream with the eggshells that represented these broken promises or empty dreams and these disappointments that God so clearly in that dream spoke about, don't eat those eggshells, leave them out, let them be in plain sight because they are going to become fertilizer for the land of your promises. If you haven't listened to that episode, I would pop back and listen to it. But in a similar vein, I have sensed as this stuff has been coming to the surface that God is really doing something in it. Now, I didn't have a language for what it was, but I was allowing it to happen. And like a, like a sponge that had already been wrung out, it felt like he was wringing and is, I'm still in this, is wringing out the last drops of grieving and mourning and experiences of loss. And that is painful to be wrung out to that extent. And yet I can feel there's something productive in it because God doesn't do things and doesn't bring us through pain for no reason. He doesn't cause the devastating pain and he doesn't bring us through it without purpose. 
But it wasn't until a couple weeks ago when I was in my backyard that God gave me an image in nature that boop, click. And I immediately knew through that imagery what was happening in my heart. This happens a lot with dreams because it's all image oriented. When we will pay attention to the images, they can actually name something that we are experiencing internally to give us a, an orientation toward what God is doing. And this happened to me. I was in my backyard. I was walking inside and what popped out of the grass? Out of nowhere, a grasshopper boop, just popped out and entered my pathway and I could not avoid this grasshopper. As I see him, I remember the summer that the locusts came. And not only do I remember that summer, but I am brought immediately to the book of Joel. And in the book of Joel, it's a hard one to read, especially the beginning of it, but it is so redemptive. It is all about restoration, which is why I can pick it up. <laughs> there is the promise that God will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. And in this moment, when I see this grasshopper and I recognize what this grief is, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't want, not want to press further into it. I wanted to go, okay, great. Yeah, I know. The devastation. Uh-huh. The locusts have eaten. Yeah, I know. Can we move on now? But this is a deep calls unto deep moment. I have committed my life to going to the deep places and staying in the deep places with God because he knows what he's doing and he values those things so much more than even we do. So I venture back into the book of Joel and the, all of the first chapter is about wail, mourn, lament because the swarm of locusts have devoured the crops and what they left, the young locusts came and ate and what they left, the other locusts came and ate. It's essentially this imagery that there was total barrenness in this land. And if you know anything about agriculture or farming, locusts are devastating to the land. Not only do they devour the crops and anything that had been planted, but they actually devastate the land to the point where the next season is fallow as well, which I just learned that. So God is bringing me into this book to read again about the devastation that the locusts have done to the land as if to say, this matters so much to me. The lament and the wailing and the grieving over this matters to me. Don't just gloss over this. I'm not glossing over this. I'm the God that restores all of these years that the locusts have eaten, but there's something about having to look at those fields again, having to look at those, that land that is fallow. And I have had many areas of my life where I have faithfully sown and watered and prayed into and covered and nurtured and fought for, even through crazy hot seasons and famine and opposition, I have fought and believed that this would actually bear fruit and it still hasn't. It's confounding to the mind. And I can even feel some of you right now as I'm talking, you're having this come up in your own heart of, yeah, I know what that feels like. And we either in this, this kind of situation, we walk away from God going, God isn't who he says he is. The things that he said he was going to do, he didn't do. 
or we walk away from ourselves. I can't trust what I heard. I can't trust what I desire. Life is just going to be this way. Or we lean into it and we go to the deep place and let our deep place call unto the deep place of God and say, what about this? See, so often God has to call us to weep and to wail and lament like he did in this chapter. He had to tell the priests and the people to to lament and to turn. And of course, he's talking in this passage about repentance over the ways that they had walked away from God. And, And maybe some of you, maybe some of us do need to repent. He calls them to return, return to me. He's standing there going, I see how bad it is. Let's not pretend it's not this bad. I want to talk about it. I want to go there with you. I want to validate the experience of this devastation by allowing it to come to the surface and let me meet you there. I know those thoughts that think, why am I feeling this again? It feels pointless. It seems like I experience all of this pain and it doesn't do anything. Listen, I don't have all the answers, but what I know is that God is calling many of you to look at those fields, to look at those areas where the locusts have devoured crops of your life. He wants to do something about it. He's not ignoring it. He's not putting it under the rug. It isn't yours just to take on and carry on your shoulders or push to the back of your brain. He's in the business of bringing restoration, but there is a lamentation and a recognition of that that comes before. So what if you sat with God today? For those of you who are resonating with this, what if you sat down with God and you just asked him and you asked your your own heart, okay, what are the areas of my life that have been devoured? Let him show you. There were some areas as I've been in this process that I wanted to reframe differently. Oh, I don't think the locusts ate that. I think that maybe I just didn't understand what you said in that. Oh, no, I don't think they totally devastated that area. Like, you know, I saw this little bit of fruit and this little bit of fruit. But God doesn't need to twist something to make it true or to make it look like his word came to pass, he operates in black and white truth. (laughs) And I absolutely love that about him. And he would call me out and go, no, that's, that's devastation. Yeah. There's no sprouts there, Margo. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm trying to reframe. I'm trying to make the blow less intense for my own well-being, but it's not actually for my well own well-being. The Lord is like, let's call this devastation what it is so that there can actually be appropriate justice. We've been talking about the God that restores double, that restored double to Job after all of that radical devastation. It's like a ledger. Let's talk about all of the areas where the locusts have eaten so that God, the ultimate giver, banker, number cruncher, can actually repay you double with interest because that's the kind of God he is. So there's the invitation. Will you sit with him and say, show me the fields, show me the places. I'm going to be real and I'm going to name and I'm going to write down 
these areas where the locusts have devoured the land. I'm going to talk about how it has affected my soul because it has affected my soul. I'm going to talk about how it has affected my walk with you because it's affected my walk with you. And I am ready to go deep onto deep. I don't want there to be anything in between. This is not a surface relationship with us and God. It's not a surface relationship. Let him take you to the deep. Even though it hurts, let him take you there because he alone can meet that place. Let his waves and his breakers crash over you. Let that emotion come up and crash over you. Let it be there. A part of you needs it to be seen and acknowledged. <laughs> 